This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Genesis, Genesis chapter number 41, and as the Lord leads, I'm working through some Bible characters. We're right in the middle of the life of Joseph, and I want to introduce you to Joseph's two boys, Ephraim and Manasseh, and actually the order needs to be changed to Manasseh and Ephraim, but if you'll follow along with me in Genesis chapter number 46, we'll begin our reading there, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 41, verse 46. I like to hear all those pages turn. I just hate I had you turn them the wrong direction. <laughs> Chapter 41, beginning in verse number 46. The Bible says, And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea, very much, until he left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plenteous that was in the land of Egypt were ended. And the seven years of dearth began to come according as Joseph had said. And the dearth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread, and Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, what he saith to you, do. And the famine was over, all the face of the earth, and Joseph opened all the storehouses, and sold unto the Egyptians, and the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt." And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all the lands. Will you look with me in verse 51 and 52? The Bible says, Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. Why did he call him Manasseh? He said, because his name means something very important. The Bible tells us this, For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. He says, I'm going to call you Manasseh because the Lord has helped me to forget some terrible things in my past. I'm forgetting. Verse number 52. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. He said, I'm going to call Manasseh Manasseh because it means forgetting. And I'm going to call Ephraim, Ephraim, because it means fruitful. And I'm just going to take a time and take a moment, 
Joseph says, and thank God for the ability that he gives to forgive. And I'm going to thank God for the ability that he gives to be fruitful with our lives. It's very wonderful truths we find in this passage of Scripture. Let's pray and ask God's blessing on his word and our time together. Lord, we love you. Thank you again for the joy we have to come around your word. You're our great teacher. Speak to our hearts. Convict us of sin. Give us strength that we need to do what's right according to your will as your children. We love you and trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want you to take a quick journey back and see where Joseph has come from to get to this moment. Uh, Joseph was born to uh, his father, Jacob, Israel, and his brothers disdain Joseph because Joseph is the preferred younger son of the family. He's the, he's the boy with the coat of many colors. His brothers see him one day as he comes to check on their welfare and check to see how things were going as they were tending to the herds of their father, Jacob. And they say, let's kill him. Finally, they say, no, let's not kill him. Let's not have, our, have his blood on our hands. Let's cast him in this pit. Then God ordains that a group of Egyptians are coming across the desert there. And they say, better yet, let's not just waste his life. Let's get some money out of him. And they sell Joseph into slavery. Uh, Joseph is tied to a slave trader's wagon and drug off into a land where he doesn't speak their language. He doesn't know their culture. He's sold on an auction block to a man named Potiphar. God blesses. In spite of all the hurt of the past, God uses Joseph in the house of Potiphar. And he rises to the top in Potiphar's house until Potiphar's wife, that low-down, good-for-nothing, dirty, rotten dog that she is, tries to get Joseph to sin against God and against Potiphar. Joseph chooses to leave his coat and keep his character and he ends up in prison. So it's, it's good, isn't it? Good day for Joseph. Bless his heart, does the right thing, just gets everything's perfect. That's <laughs> not how it works sometimes. Joseph ends up in prison. In prison, uh, he does right. He pleases the Lord. Before you know it, Joseph's running the prison. Joseph's doing great things. He interprets the dreams of a baker and a butler. Uh, he interprets the dream to the fact that the butler will be released from prison. The baker will soon be killed. And Joseph stays in prison a couple more years. Pharaoh has a terrible nightmare. He has a nightmare of seven fat cattle, kind the Bible calls them, seven lean cattle, and the seven lean cattle lead up to seven fat cattle. Seven stalks of corn, seven rank, the Bible says rank ears, big, fluffy, perfect ears of corn eaten up by seven thin, dry, dusty ears of corn. And Pharaoh says, I've got to find help for this dream. Who can tell me? And it dawns on the man who had his dream interpreted a couple of years back that Joseph was still in prison. Two years. Isn't that terrible? It was God's will. I, don't under, I to this moment, don't understand why two years had to pass. But God does, and we'll know in, few, in the future. And I just want you to think for just a moment. You've been waiting. You've seemed like you've been waiting a long time 
Two years is not long to God. It's long to us, I understand. But I'll have you know, God's timing is perfect. And don't give up on Jesus. Don't fail in your waiting. Don't get sick of waiting. Wait on God. Every time I read in the Bible that men and women, boys and girls, waited on God, it always ended up right and good. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Joseph waited on the Lord in prison for two long years. He's called to the king's house, to Pharaoh's presence. And he stands before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh tells him his dream. And Joseph, still with his eyes and heart fixed on God, says, Now, Pharaoh, I can interpret dreams. I'll tell you, if I thought this was going to get me out of prison, I'd have probably told him just about anything he wanted to hear. But Joseph did it right. What did he say? I can't interpret dreams, but God can. And God, my God, Jehovah God, he'll show me what this means. Pharaoh tells him his dream. Joseph interprets it. He says, listen, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have seven years of plenty. But it's going to be followed by seven years of lean. And the seven years of lean are going to overtake the seven years of plenty. And there's going to be a great famine in the land. And Pharaoh, what I'd do is I'd get you some man that can lead people. And I'd build up barns and I'd save back during the years of plenty so that there's extra and enough for the years of lean. And Pharaoh says, that's a great idea. You are the man. You are the man. Now, this most likely happened really quickly because that's how things worked at this time. And the day that Joseph steps out of prison, interprets Pharaoh's dream, Pharaoh says, you're the man for the job. Pharaoh, as a token, as a gift, says, I'm going to give you somebody to be your bride. It's a little awkward situation, but this is how it worked. And Pharaoh says, there's a choice young lady here among us. Her name is Asenath. She is the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On. And I'd like for you to have her as your bride. They get married. Joseph is leading the way, leading the charge. He's building the barns. He's leading the people. And Joseph's life has taken on a grand purpose. Joseph is smart enough to know that he's beginning to see what God has been doing all along. I can just imagine as Joseph commands a group of people to build a barn and to set aside that much corn, so much corn that became unmeasurable. I can just imagine him thinking, this is what God was doing. This is how God was preparing. This is why I had that dream all those years ago that made my brother so mad when I told him there was coming time where they'll bow down to me. I didn't mean anything by that. I just told him what God showed me in a dream. And Joseph's life had purpose, and Joseph had a wife, and Joseph's wife bare him two sons. And at that moment when all this is going on and God is used him in such a mighty way, he looks around and thinks about all that God has done. And his heart is tender because he's just had his very first baby boy. And at that moment, God does a work in his heart. We have it recorded here. He says, you know, I'm going to name my firstborn. Manasseh. 
Why? He says, because God hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. He said, I'm going to name him Forgetting. Because God has blessed me in such a way that in spite of all that's happened in the past, I've been able to set it aside. I've been able to move forward. I've been able to honor the Lord anyway. I've been able to forgive what's happened to me in the past. Some people like to use this phrase, forgive and forget. How many of you say, I'm trying? <laughs> the truth of the matter is, Joseph at this moment when he said, God, as he looked at that baby, he says, God hath caused me to forget all my toil and all my father's house. If he had forgotten, literally, all the way forgotten about his father's house and his toil, he would have had to name him Manasseh, and I forgot why I named him Manasseh. He wouldn't have had any recollection of his brothers. He wouldn't have had any, rele any recollection of Potiphar's wife. He wouldn't have had any recollection of his family. And all the toil, the time in prison. He would have had a recollection. He didn't forget that it happened. But his forgetting was this. He got to the place that in spite of the trouble that he'd faced in the past, God had given him the ability to go forward, move forward, and he didn't spend all of his time aggravated, upset, and angry at what folks had done to him in the past. He said, I want to thank God for this. So let's begin here. Number one, our forgetting. Our forgetting. We'll look in this passage of Scripture and just see some things that God lays out for us. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. He says, for God, the Bible says, said he, hath made me forget all my toil. Well, what, did, what did Joseph do? He says, I want to give God the glory. The Bible makes it very plain that this is the word of Joseph. And Joseph come to realize that if he was going to forgive and forget, meaning not worry about it all the time, think about it all the time, dwell on it all the time, be controlled by the bitterness that was available from the past, he said, if I'm going to have victory over this thing, I'm going to have to rest in God. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.